Whistle Podcast. Time you run. Here we are, another week, another podcast. They all looking all sharp and fly, mate. You started a new job finally, mate. You're off the unemployment list again. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, I thought I'd put you guys to show here with, with um, wearing half a suit. <laughs> mate, I don't wear half a suit. I don't even wear half a suit for our corporate box night out. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not bringing a change of clothes. Straight from work, did a podcast, and then straight home for a shower. Mate, you've got to bring the, the final whistle shirt, at least, especially if we have a guest in. But that'll be another day when we have another guest in. Um... Mate, rugby league, seven days, junior and senior, and the NRL, it seems to be given more like a um, a soap show each week, isn't it? Yeah, sure is, mate. Well, speaking about soap operas, we'll start with the whole Seabold one that's finally ended, for now anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he's come out and resigned or quit whatever word you want to design he's very emotional about it i've read i've read the stories uh today it's you know of the undoing and what he didn't do and what he should have done and it's all you know it's all done and dusted now i think both parties are happy um you know he could have like he said he could have stayed there for another five games and then wrote it out and then not get not win those five games that was um they needed to do out of the final 10 over it was a few few weeks ago and got a bet, uh, bigger payout. But, you know, he knew his time was up and um, he, he moves on and we'll go into a different era for the Brisbane Broncos. So hopefully they get um, Kevy Walters in and um, steer the ship. And But at the moment it's probably going to be gentle. The assistant will probably finish that for the last couple of games. He's going all right there. Um, seems like the boys are playing with a bit more bit heart they're in it um for the whole 80 minutes so to speak so oh we'll soon see if they're in for a whole 80 minutes when they verse the roosters this week look i i don't think kevy will get the job as much as you know he's gone for it for what the last three times that it's come up now and he's been knocked back so for some reason they don't want kevy as the uh as the head coach there at brisbane i reckon they're aiming to get paul green in yeah would like paul green or kevy couldn't argue with um, any of them. Oh, let's just see if the players want to play for Paul Green. We we all saw what happened towards the end of his tenure there at um, North Queensland Cowboys. Look, we see Bold, as it is with a lot of coaches, you can come in with all these revolutionary ideas and, and whatnot, and that's what you know apparently got him the, the, the gig there at Brisbane. But at the end of the day, when all, all your words and wisdom and one-liners that you've used over and over to get your team up doesn't get you up doesn't get your team up anymore you've got to actually know and have that rugby league nyos to be able to conjure up something different to get them out of a slump and unfortunately um for Seabolt he ran out of every avenue possible to get the team to kickstart yeah without that we'll stay over the Broncos um Davida Pangai Jr <laughs> The, his third-party deals haven't been paid, so he's taken that contract or whatever it was that the Broncos signed off to the NRL to be able to get paid, and it wasn't registered with the NRL. Um, big repercussions again. This Broncos, this can't, they just can't um, take a trick, can they? No. So <clears throat> this here is a board stuff up. It's an administration fuck up. So. Does this stem on to their complete balls up on the Seabold situation? So, you know, now what we look at is a, was it a coach that was making the team shit or was it the administration that was that's making the team shit? If the Peter Pengai Jr.'s third-party contracts weren't registered with the NRL, how many of the other top 17, top 18 that are all playing pretty shit you know how many others have got contract problems that they haven't they haven't come public with it? <laughs> you know, it just the the can of, the, the can of worms is just about to top hasn't fully opened up, and again it's just scratching the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's like the Titanic. The, you know, you hit the top of the iceberg and there's a shitload underneath it. So you know, expect more players to come out if this if if there's more players that are like Tavita Pengai Junior. and don't have their third party deals. My my thoughts on third party deals is to piss them off altogether. Piss them off. Increase the cap to ten mil. No, it's at eleven. It's at, it's at nine point one or eleven or ten point one now. It's already over ten mil. 
bring the bring the salary cap to fourteen and a half mil. I know it's going to be hard at the moment with with COVID, but coming out of COVID, in the next TV rights deal, which is meant to be sorted, when it gets sorted, up the up the salary cap to an to a point where you can cover your top thirty or top twenty six if they're going to drop it. Um, under that salary cap without having to use third-party deals because third-party deals is such a grey area. One club can have $300,000 worth of third-party deals. One club can have $2.4 million worth of third-party deals. It is stupid and it's not needed in our game. Without a doubt. We'll stay in Queensland. Holbrook. That's in Queensland. Holbrook um, re-signed. So he had another 12 months to go next year, but they've given another two extensions, so he'll be Titans coach until 2024. I think that is... <coughs> I understand that they secured him because they sick of the merry-go-round and the coaching going on at the moment, but also he deserved it. Let, let's be honest, the Titans have, they were the buyer, as everyone used to call them, like the old Cowboys back in the early, when they first started. But, you know, they're, they're tough beats. And then, you know, with a little bit of more tweaking in that squad, and he's, you know, he's brought in for Fida and all the other blokes for next year, a couple more blokes in there, and then they buy into his f- philosophy and his game plan, which they are at the moment. Mate, they're top eight next year bound. Yeah, this is what I said the other week when they when they flicked the flicked the year against. I think it was it was Cowboys that they flicked against thirty to ten. Yeah, um, Cowboys are giving yeah, a touch up. Yeah, I, I said it then and there that um, that the Titans are starting to buy in, and he's gotten himself and bolstered his forward pack after losing Jai Arrow to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You got Jamal Fogarty there at, at half. Ash Taylor seems to be having a better year at five eight, not having the entire. Con, you know, control hampering his um his game plan. He just yeah, you know he's able to chime in when he needs. Um, I, ideally, what they're probably missing is is a more steady and, and confident nine. Uh, I, I believe an off season for the for the hookers there, if they can get a specialist hooker to come in that's retired, that's be out to be able to help them out. You know, obviously McGinnis is with Canberra, but someone like a a McGinnis or a um. Maybe Cam Smith. Yeah. Oh no, no, Cam Smith. Is, yeah, I reckon he'll go another year around. Eh? Um, yeah. Some. Yeah. Look, what I need is a hooker that's just retired, or hasn't been too long out of the game. That's knows still knows how to, you know, tweak things with the current hookers that are there. Um, their back line looks good. Maybe, maybe they just need to um, buy one or two specialists. They're just just the, the the current ones there are like a backup, but look, they're building. Um, obviously, the Titans board believe in that as well, and uh, so yeah, I'm happy with that, mate. Uh, we'll we'll go into some junior rugby league stuff. So there was a an incident over the weekend that's grabbed headlines. We know a couple of weeks ago we had the stabbing in regards to was it Wenny and Penrith Brothers? Was it? Yeah, something like that. And um, so what's happening over the weekend, mate, in regards to this referee incident? No, there's been a couple. It's not just the one. So you've had you've had a, a 39-year-old um, male coach uh, attack a 12-year-old kid on the field, allegedly. Uh, so that one's before the court. Uh, you had one out at Menindi, uh, a 26-year-old player... Uh, knocked a 47-year-old referee out unconscious. Uh, the referee has recovered. He's ready and, and rearing to go to blow the whistle again. Uh, the 26-year-old has obviously been to um, court, been given conditional bail, and I think he's due to face the magistrate in September or October. Um, and then there was one on <coughs> Thursday night closer to home. It was actually the match after my catch-up match. Uh, so my A-grade side played Riverston, and the match after that was the first inside side up against the Waratahs. Um, and a player that is in, was in the Massey Shield system before COVID had, um, has allegedly oh, – well, he has – um, it's before the, the before the courts now, so I won't go into too much. But he's he's struck out and then threatened the referee with the car park slogan afterwards. Um, yeah, so you know referees have been copping a bit of slack of late, 
Uh, we put a post up. It's so far reached 15,000 people out there. Uh, some Most people are, you know, uh, uh, backing what we said. Uh, we'll break it down, what we said, and, and obviously that, was, that, that would be for the most severe um, referee abuse out there, and we'll get to that in, this, in, in a second. But um, one of the comments, and I downright call this comment, the stupidest comment of the week, saying that a referee abuse at the junior league level is a, is stems down from the elite referees, i.e. the NRL referees, not copying any any um, repercussions for their shit calls. As I said, that's the stupidest decision uh, and comment that I have seen on Facebook. How the hell can you factor in, in your brain, that a 13-year-old who's refereeing his first game or his second game or a 14-year-old referee refereeing the under-8s, under-9s, under-10s makes a little error, but that error is a mis- is that error stems down from the NRL? Get off your high horse, mate. I understand and I fully back sometimes the referees in the elite level needing repercussions if they make a bad call. They're getting paid $100,000 to make a call in the NRL. These kids who are refereeing on a Saturday and a Sunday are making no more than $25 per game depending on the age group that they're refereeing. How the hell can you think or factor in that that's appropriate, that they can cop that abuse because the NRL referees are making errors in in a game? For starters, though, the the NRL rules are totally different to to the park football rules. You know, we don't have... The whole goalpost missing. We don't have the 40 million cameras that the NRL do to be able to do replays. We play to the Australian Rugby League rulebook. The NRL is an entertainment-based game. Yeah, the hits are, hits are hard. Yes, it's Rugby League in principle. But there are some rules in there that are specifically designed for the entertainment value. You don't get the entertainment value out there on the, on the park football. The entertainment value on the park football is watching your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, your grandson, your godson, your granddaughter, your goddaughter, running around having fun. That's the entertainment factor for park footy. Now, <coughs> breaking this one down, Dale, we said on our page that a five-year ban for a player if a parent is caught re- abusing the referee. Now, that doesn't stem for little ones, little abuse. That stems for a full-on, full-on spray where it's not the first time that he's done it. It's not the second time that his parents done it. It's the third time. We need to get tough. I understand that there's some kids out there that play the game to get away from the stuff at home. You know, and we've had people say, oh, you can't ban them because they get away. This is where, how they escape. Telling you now, nine out of ten times, those kids that are playing football to escape, they aren't getting driven to games by their parents on the most occasions. They're getting carpooled there by their coach, their trainer, or another parent in the team. Their parents aren't going to be there. These are parents who are trying to live their failed sporting accomplishments, whether it, they make it, to, they made it Harold Matt's SG ball twenties or something like that. And then it just didn't work out for them. They're living their failed dreams through their children. <coughs> so when their team don't win or when the, you know, 50-50 call goes against them, against their play, you know, their son or their daughter who's running running away and then they come back and that, then they're blowing up at the referee. These are the ones we've got to try to nip in the butt. <coughs> now, it is a free stage, it is a free stage, uh, you know, grading system that we we did talk about i'm pretty sure we talk about spoke about this last year on the podcast though uh so you know first one is obviously you know cops are cops a suspended sentence and is is asked to go and do a referee's course and isn't allowed to attend another game until he's done a referee's course uh the second step to that if he's caught again he's then deemed that he has to do 10 games of referee without being paid. 
because every referee gets paid. Every referee that signs up and does a game, does the games and referees games, they get paid for it. It's not much, but they get paid for it. So then he's got to go do 10 games where he doesn't get paid for it. And then the third one is that he gets suspended for five years to go into the game. But if it's deemed to be really bad, then we have to stop it somehow, and that's unfortunately by suspending a player. Now, teams get suspended, uh, though. Teams get suspended if there's a fight in the crowd or if there's someone blowing up in the crowd and if the coach or the manager or the trainer is approached by a ground manager saying we need that parent's name, they don't, if they can't, if they go, oh, we don't know who it is, well, then, all right, a report goes into whoever's junior league and they're stood, and then that team stood down until that name is supplied. Then that person is dealt appropriately. So... It's time now for the NRL, New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, Northern Territory, Western Australia, South Australia, Canberra and Tasmania Rugby League to come together and nut out an, a, an idea and a plan on how to curb referee abuse so we don't lose 55 60% of all first-year referees that we have that go from the game each year. Onto some, onto some better positive notes, mate. Yeah, let's get into it, eh? What's your simply the best moment, mate? I'll have a drink here while you talk. Simply the best moment. Uh, I mine's um Stephen Masters. He scored a try and debut the first try for South Sydney. Um, but he's he was being sacked from um for some clubs too, and he's um he's finally down down here in South Sydney, and he's um put his hand up and said that he did fuck up, and um you know he's reaping the rewards now for putting in the hard yard. So that's my simply the best moment for the for the round. My simply the best moment, mate. It's a team effort, and that's Penny Panthers. They are on a roll, and they uh, keep moving on up. Mate, I don't have to worry about blowing my whistle. It's referee abuse at the junior league level. We just spoke about that, and I went on a, on a rampage for about five minutes, mate. We'll be back after this short advertisement break. We've review and around the grounds. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be the best, you got to wear the best. And if you're going to wear the best, you've got to wear Sonali. Sonali Sports, born in the year 2000. They are a very humble beginning type of people. They look after the West because they are from the West. Dale. Yes, they're made to play. Combine your passion and innovation to make Sonali your brand. Call the boys on 02-9838-4846. That's 02-9838-4846. Very good stuff, mate. We are wearing our Sonali shirts today while we're doing our podcast and whilst we're out and about at junior football, we wear our gear with pride. Review round 15. So we'll start with Thursday. So the Eels, um, you know, dealt the Melbourne Storm a 14-0 um, loss. So it was the first time in six years the Storm have kept uh, scoreless and also it's only the sixth time in their club's history they were kept. Uh, scoreless. So, obviously, um, the Eels with the win beating the Melbourne Storm draw level with, on twenty four competition points. But obviously, Melbourne Storm are far and few between in regards to point differential. We'll start with this game. We'll talk about it for a little bit. You know, everyone's saying, "Yeah, you can only beat the team that's in front of you." Yeah, that's fair enough. But you, you, you only just beat a reserve grade Melbourne Storm team, and you didn't score a try against them when they were down to 12 men. So, um, you know, it doesn't look good for for the Eels. Yeah, it does look good because they, um, you know, they got the victory, they got the two points. But the, th- the most disappointing thing about this to come out is um, the whole crush tackle. You got, um, who's the who's the big winger? You got Sevo coming out saying, oh, they're salty because they lost. And then you got Moses, who's the captain, no, he's not the captain, he's the vice captain, uh, coming out and saying, well, it's about time, you know. It's about time that you guys get pulled up for this, for this shit. You guys implemented these, you know, these bad tactics. So it's a, it's about time you start getting penalised. Come on, guys, that that shit doesn't need to be said. And you know what? I hope that this is a match up in a knockout final because it just added fuel to the fire. And you know, Bellamy, he'll 
he'll he'll take it on the chin as he has, and he'll put it away. And what will be the first two lines on that whiteboard if Eels get mashed up with the Melbourne Storm in a knockout semi final like they did last year? Yeah, no. Look, um, yeah, Eels won, kept them to zero. That's that's always a good um, effort. Uh, it means that the defensive patterns that they've been training on have been working well. Um, maybe the guys got to work on their attack a bit. Yeah, Melbourne were down a few trips. 100% they were. Uh, Bellamy should be happy that it was only 14 and not anything higher. Um, in regards to Moses, uh, I agree with him in part there. Melbourne have come through with a lot of, um, how would you put it, un- unsportsmanlike kind of traits in the defence to um, oh, we all know niggle, they brought niggle, the wrestle. They all know they brought the wrestle in the ruck. Yeah, all the wrestle, chicken wing. Uh, there's a few other little ones that they've done. You know, <coughs> you've got to try to find an edge, but you've got to find an edge that's within the laws and that isn't going to harm or injure players. Now, <coughs> was he milking? Who knows? He's like, what is he? A hundred and ten kilo winger. And Cooper Johns is probably what 70, 80, 90 kilos ring and wet. 70 if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, so you know, to, to hold you look, I, I'm not I'm not saying that it's it's going to, look, it, like, to hurt. The only way around this crush tackle for me is right, as soon as you start backing into a player, core held. There's no point trying to wrestle into the ground because let's be honest, the only way down is the only way down is down, and if you're the legs. and you're facing backwards to someone, you only, it, it's natural for a guy to to fall on top of you. Let's be honest. Like, yes, there are bad ones, and we have seen some bad ones. They've got some cops some weeks. But that Cooper Cooper Johns one, he just stood there, and like he didn't even flop on him. You've seen the ones where they, you know, the West Tigers guy was it Parker? It was no, what's his name? Oh, I can't think Packer. Of Packer. And he has hurt, like, he generally wants to hurt some fellas. And there's some bad, bad ones by Jared Riga Hargroves in the past. But I feel it's just like the one where as soon as the, your, the, the, the guy's got the ball, as both feet come off the ground, it's automatically held because you don't want a bloke carrying some, you know, 10, 20 metres downfield and cop an injury. I think soon as, as soon as you run into someone or back into someone to stop all that shit, just tell the referee, yep, held. Yeah, and then play the, the ball. No see, fast play the ball. The ones nah. that yep yeah, held. Let's in go that, again. In that, in, in that, they've got to make sure that the, the 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 momentum moving forward, even though he's backing into him, the momentum of the he's, legs he's have stopped. If he's still making meters, then you've got to allow it to go. Um, but yeah, I I do agree that if they've backed in there and the momentum stopped, there's no need to get him to the ground. That's it. Moving on. First game on Friday. Obviously, it was. Um, you know, the 150 games, Mansour has scored, scored, scored a double. And you got Elaine Martin, who just uh, re-signed, also got a try on, on re-signing. They demolished um, Cronulla again. So they've, I think they've scored 90 points uh, against Cronulla in two games. So they blew them off the park. Again, Cronulla haven't beaten a top eight uh, side. And they're, two, they're three points clear and on their way to un, uh, their first minor premiership since um, 2003. So well done to the Penny Panthers. On to the second game. We're calling it Young Talent Time. Obviously, Dean Young's there. Uh, he, got, he got the perfect um, perfect start for the Dragons. They defeated the much-improved Broncos side, 28-24. Yeah, I was happy with the Broncos side. They actually competed a little bit in that game and probably... Probably were unlucky to, to not get away with a victory um, here. However, the, you know, like I said, they come up against Roosters this week. It's going to be a totally different ball game. Dragons, yeah, look, they're looking good. Um, I feel that this six weeks is going to be probably the only six weeks with Dean Young. I don't think he's going to get re-signed. I'm pretty sure I've heard um, strong links to um, Andy Griffin going there. On, on to the first game on Saturday. So, obviously, Jake, uh, Jack Wyden put in a clinic, led his um, Raiders to a 36-16 victory over the Titans. That was much closer than what it, uh, what it ended. I think the Titans just had no, no steam at the end. But what about Papali chasing down Fogarty? 30, 31 metres or uh, 30, 31 kilometres that he clocked up in, in, in um, 
Big Papa. Big Papa was blowing. But it was that's the, they're the moments that win or lose matches. Like there's no way in the world we probably should have ran him down. But he just the determination and the drive. They're already up by twenty anyway, so we didn't need to run him down. That's that's the type of players you want to play with. Anyways, exactly. On to the second game. We we got to watch this um, together for a little bit before we started the barbecue, mate. <laughs> so Brett and Josh Morris, they both scored doubles. Oh, they they love um they just love scoring tries. These Morris boys, and they want to they want to play again next year. So it's good to see. I'm pretty sure they've resigned. Yeah, it was just a matter of um, some dollar figures now. But I think what's his name? Trent Robinson come out and said, for any young, inspiring winger centers, they need to turn up, and that's the two players that you need to watch if you want to become a center and a winger in this game. So it was 20 half halftime, and then the, obviously the Tigers got back into it, but then the Roosters just surged towards the end, and they got a victory on the Trent Robinson's 200 uh, win, and he's the third in the top three now with most percentages for the first 200 uh, matches. Yeah, 200. So he's on 65%. 67.4 is... Bellamy. And I think Wayne Bennett's... Six. No, I think, I think Wayne Bennett's 67.4 and I think Bellamy's 67.5 or 67.8. But it's Bellamy, Bennett and Robert are the top three. Yeah, the top three, yeah. On the final game on Saturday, Rabideau smashed Manly 56-16. 38 nil at half-time, mate. No, no more need to be said on that. On to Sunday... You know, this is, I actually watched this game. This was a great game. So that Jack Jack Murchie, he couldn't get a gig for Canberra. So he, he put his hand up and he signed. I think he was on loan, and then the Warriors signed him. They released him. So he scored two tries and set up a try. And Nikarima three tries, assists in the second half to inspire. You know, his Warriors side uh, of a comeback victory, twenty to fourteen, um, over that Bulldog side. That Bulldog side that. Their fifth tackle option in that second half was absolutely atrocious. I did tip the Warriors to win. Awesome. On to the final game. So um, Blake Green done his ACL. Another Knights player that's out for the season. We're up to up oh, to probably, six or seven. That's probably his career now. Isn't um, it? no, he's actually signed with the Bulldogs for next year. <laughs> okay, then. You don't want to, you don't want forward, but you get to sign a thirty-eight year old. He'll be thirty-eight next year with a three or four knee recos no, over he's his only time. Thirty-five. You sure? Yeah. Obviously he's older than that. No, 37? No, I know. Cameron Smith's 37. My bad. Yes, come on, mate. you so, got to get, get with the times. There are a lot of old men still running around, but he's not the oldest. So Knights win 12-0. Ponga and Felt are probably the most atrocious goal kickers in the game at the moment. And that's the review of round 15. Remember to strap yourselves in for a good cause with Victor Sports. Everything from strapping tape, sports medicine items, braces, foot care, and injury preventions while also facilitating your hygiene needs for your COVID plans in 2020. That's right, Dale. COVID plans are out and you need your, you need your hygiene and David and Jenny from the team are happy to help you out making sure you guys are COVID safe to be able to play for your junior footy. Their goal is to equip athletes and medical professionals with the most advanced sports medical products that is available at, the, at your fingertips. Even if you're a small local club or a weekend warrior, like myself, Victor Sports will be happy to help. So get on board. Contact 92110033. Ask for David or Jenny. Make sure you tell them that the Final Whistle Boys sent you here to get your gear so you can be strapped up for whatever cause you may be Doing out there in Sportland. And we're back here around the grounds. <coughs> Let's start off with President's Cup. The North Sydney Bears defeated Hills Bulls 24-20. Western Suburbs Illawarra and Glebe had an 18-0 draw. Wentworthville Magpies defeated the Western Rams 24-6. And the Maitland Pickers continued their undefeated Run 30 points to 10 over Thurl Butchers. Sydney Shields sees Belrose continue their winning streak against Hills 34-18. The Sharks defeated East Campbelltown, and that's um, Canola carrying Bar Sharks, defeated East Campbelltown 24-14. Helensburg defeated Sydney Uni 38-16, and Ride Eastwood Hawks had a massive win over Wentworthville. 44-6. Up there under uh, Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership, the North Sydney Bears had a thumping win over South Sydney, 32-0. Central Coast Roosters continue their undefeated streak here with a 22-6 defeat of the Cronulla Sharks. 
West Tigers defeated Magpies 24-0 and the Bulldogs had a bye. <coughs> Moving on to our Junior Leagues. Not much came in this weekend. However, the ones that did come in is the 10-1s. Riverston defeated St. Clair's 34-16. The Hardham Barora Bushhawks. They took on Young. So in the under eights, Young won 36-6. In the under tens, Young won 20-6. In the under sixteens, Harden won 24-0. In the under fourteens, Young won 10-4. <coughs> so it was 3-1 there in those uh, age groups. Under sixteen girls, Emu Plains defeated St Mary's 12-6, and that would have been a gripping encounter to watch. Under 12 3, St. Mary's defeated Riverston 20 4. Under 7 2s, Emu uh, Plains defeated Quaker Hill, Quakers Hill 52 32. And the under 6 2s, Glenmore Park Brumbies had a 36 all draw with the North West Magpies. Uh, how did the 13s and uh, A grade Maddie's team go, mate? Yeah, so um, the 13s, we, we put a. We put a a structure into work on our goals rather than <coughs> trying to just go out and win. And we said if we put if we w- uh, stuck to our defensive goals and our attack uh, attacking goals, we would uh, have a win next to our name. And sure enough, we did. You know, they they stuck to to the plan, and we came away twenty six six victors. Uh, the scoreboard wasn't probably as high as we were anticipating. The, this is the coaching staff, not the players. But um, now the boys, the scramble down the down the right side when needed was good, as well as um, it's getting through some of our shape. You just got to run a bit of shape, and that's what confuses most defence. Uh, a grade, um, yeah, it was a bit of a poor showing. We had fourteen boys out of thirty-four on the list. Uh, we 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 went down fifty fifty-four or fifty to. Um, to 14 uh, I was impressed with the boys effort you know, having one man on the bench majority of my forwards played a full game um, which was good to see so their match fitness is going to be good um, coming this week uh, we got Hawkesbury Hawks this week they're top of the table so and we're bottom of the table so it'll be uh, interesting the boys are starting to they're starting to move together as a team you know what a lot of people got to remember is this was a throw together side of about you know, three or four different clubs, a few players just coming together to play, mate. So um, I'm pretty happy with how we are progressing in this shortened year at Doonside. And uh, Maddie's, Maddie's side, the seven girls from Minchinbury Day, they played all right. They came up against a, a, a well-drilled Doonside side. Um, yeah, and again, this is probably the first year the majority of the girls are playing together. So, you know, they're, they're having fun there and Scotty's teaching them the fundamentals of the game and also about having a, a good time. So, yeah, we, we, they're doing good. Yeah, it would be pretty sweet. We'll be back with our preview after another ad from our sponsor, HQ Services. Five here, boys and girls. HQ Services Electrical Air Conditioning are a valued supporter of the fine whistle and uh, we would just like to give them a bit of a shout out and tell them i tell you guys about their services dale yeah they experts you can trust they're sydney wide uh, throughout their coverage they're high quality guaranteed they are 24 7 service with workmanship or warranty fully licensed professionals whole high quality service and also they have a five-star rating google um rating as well mate yeah, no, they're, they're top class. I, I always use Lukey and, and Jakey here in my house and, and mum uses them as well. So they're, they're good quality um, workmanship, unbelievable. Got a number for them, Dale? Yeah, 1-800-954-403. That's 1-800-954-403. And don't forget to quote the hashtag TFW to waive the call-out fee. Yeah, exactly. Use the TFW... Uh, hashtag guys uh, when you're talking to Luke or Jake on the phone and they'll happily help you out there we have a good deal HQ services experts you can trust preview of round 16 we're up to round 16 already how good is football on Thursday night we had the Eels versus South Sydney Rabbitohs upstaged in the previous week by the Dragons Parramatta got their premiership bid back on track defeating the Melbourne Storm and South Sydney racked up a cricket store cricket score sorry against the hapless Sea Eagles for Para 
Um, Nikora suspended, and then Davy, you know, comes in onto the bench for the Rabbitohs. Masters keeps his spot at centre because Gagai's failed uh, a fitness test on his hamstring. Johnson's out with uh, HIA, so Corey Allen comes onto the wing. Liam Knight um, returns from suspension on the bench in place of Kurt Dillon. Good, good matchup to start round sixteen, mate, on Thursday night. How you see this one? Yeah, it's a good matchup. Um, that. So that what Stephen Masters must have been a late one because Gagai wasn't even on Tuesday as a as a um as the centre. Um, look, it's an interesting one. I feel if Parramatta have any kind of premiership credentials, I know Gus Goods come out in the last week or two and said that they don't look like premiership contenders. However, at the start of the year, said with the roster, this is their best chance. Um, for them to have any kind of chance, they've got to put Rabbitohs away. Um, and for that reason, I think I will be backing the uh, Parramatta Eels for this one, mate. Yeah, I've picked Parramatta. It'll be a close one. Um, but like I said, if South City want to be there, you know, in the in the top eight, these are the sides that they've got to beat in front of them. So we'll go into the first game on Friday, bud. Who have we got? Yeah, we've got um, Dragons and Titans at 6pm, so... Um, post Paul McGregor era started pretty good for um, St George with a win over Brisbane. I wouldn't say it was a great win. You know, twenty eight twenty four. It's what mirrors or matches an under nines match. So you know they're going to have to work on the defensive um, skills and efforts this week uh, against the Titans, who had a loss last week against Canberra. But as we said in the review. The score doesn't match the um, quality that the Titans put out last week. Uh, Jackson Ford and Billy Britton are on the bench to replace Corbin Sims, who's out with a calf, and Paul Vaughan, who's suspended. For the Gold Coast, Ash Taylor returns in the halves with Tanner Boyd dropping out. Tyrone Peachy starts at lock with a suspended Moyaki Fotuaka, and uh, Aaron Clark has been recalled to the bench. Mitch Rain replaces Nathan Peets. At hooker, mate, what do you think of this match? Not the great, not the greatest match to start um, Friday night. Footy. Friday night, and Friday night in general is a hit and miss. Really, <laughs> look at the other game that we're going to go to. Yeah, um, what's his name? That Holbrook loves to chop and change. He's nine. The one week it's Aaron, next week it's Rain. The week after it's Pizzi. So he loves to uh, orchestrate, you know, shuffle the cards in in the hooking thing. Uh, I, I picked the Drags only because of the last couple of weeks that they've based them, and then they're at home as well. So. Just, I think the the dragons will just get across the line, but the times will still be hard to beat. Yeah, mate. Look, in terms of chopping and changing your hooker, that's just a, that's just obviously that he's doing that because the hooker's not doing what he wants on certain points in the game. I guess that's all I can put it down to. Look, dragons on paper are a better side, and they should get the cookies this week. I got eight from eight last week, so. We'll see how I go with tips this week, mate. Oh, I didn't even know you got eight from eight. I got a full round. Full round. Yeah, same me. <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> I, I've got a full round for about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't I listen me, to Dale's tips. I love me upsets too much. On the, <laughs> on the final game on Friday, we had the Roosters up against the Broncos. Last time they met, it was 59-0. Yeah, we didn't have a trend run. So for the Roosters, they welcome back Captain Boyd Cordner, who returns from his concussion. Daniel Tupu returns from an ankle injury. Ikevalu is out, being replaced by by Tupu, like a like swap. Uh, Daniel Fafida is also out. Nat Butcher is the new man, replacing Daniel Fafida on the bench. For the Broncos, Milford is out. Sean O'Sullivan, mate, he hasn't played a game um, all year. He comes back from that, I think he's a knee Rico. Corey Pack starts at hooker because Isaac Lutz suspended again and Brody Croft is the utility on the bench. For me, Roosters, 20-30 plus. It'll be a, a warming up for SBW to play next week. We're going over, the, over 50 should be what we're looking for. I don't reckon it'll be 50, but it'll be in the 30s or 40s sort of thing. Oh, man, 31 look. plus, it'll help. I think it's 19 plus, and then you go. How's Brody Cross form? Starts off the start of the year as um, captain, and now he can't even struggle to get into starting 13. 
That's why the cookies crumble. First game on Saturday, Which mate. cookie? <laughs> no, I'll go Broncos too. Um, yeah, Warriors. You the Broncos? Uh, no, not Broncos. Roosters, sorry. <laughs> Mind bank there. I nearly had a brain fart. No, Roosters. Roosters all the way. Um, you know, the Mighty Bears players in the team will do good. <laughs> Warriors, Knights. Warriors have overcome a lot of obstacles this season and show great toughness and adversity, which will please Nathan Brown for next year. Knights have positioned great to finish in the top eight for the first time. Since, Since 2013. 2013. I met error there. Mr. <laughs> content man stuffed up and he's doing his big circles. Um, yeah, no, look. And, and again, that's, um, that's due to Nathan Brown's rebuild of the club in terms of the playing group and the, the, the background stuff with the um, assistant coaching and now Adam O'Brien's coming in to put the cream on top of the cake. Uh, Warriors, Chanel Harris-Tavita returns from a week off in place of uh, debutant Paul Turner. Elise uh, Katoa is back and starting in second row with Isaiah Papalihi dropped um, for Newcastle. One change, and that's Mason Leno in. Now, with Mason Leno, mate, he escaped the Warriors to go to Newcastle because he was never going to get a look in, and then Blake Green comes and jumps him, and now he's in. <laughs> it's funny It's funny how the rugby league gods think. I feel sorry for Paul Turner. He could have got a hat-trick on debut. He had two disallowed, and he ended up getting one. So, oh. Oh, Look, it'll be in- interesting for next year uh, in terms of Nathan Brown, who he's going to put in halves. I don't think Chanel Harris-Levita is a half. I, f- I feel he's more of a 5'8", but with Cody Nicarima there, I feel Nicarima and, and Turner may be the halves for next year. And uh, I think uh, Todd Payton should go back and experiment with that a little bit more in these final few games just to see how that that um, pairing can work. The Knights, um, the Knights did play the Warriors. This was the first game after COVID and, and the Knights won 20 nil. I picked the Knights. will be much uh, be much more closer than the first encounter. But if, like I said, if the Knights want to go deep into into finals 40, these are the sides that they've got to um, put away. Yes, and uh, look, uh, I, I, this is a flip of a coin. I want to go Knights because I feel they're the safer option to pick, but I like what the Warriors did last week and the fact that they're playing this at Scully Park in Tamworth as a thank you to the Tamworth peeps. I feel that the emotion from the Warriors will be at an all-time high and could beat the Tiger, uh, the Knights. That's what I'm thinking. So for me, maybe Warriors... Maybe Warriors 5.30 on Saturday. We have the Sharks versus the Cowboys. Cronulla remain on track for finals footy. But another something against Penrith has serious doubts whether they can actually compete if they make it in the eight at the end of round 20. For Cronulla, Connor, Connor Tracy replaces Matt Moylan, who's been dropped at 5.8. Sean Johnson returns from having a spell with his newborn at halfback. Um, in replace of Braden Trindle. Braden Ueli um, starts. Obviously, to- um, Toby Rudolph goes to lock. Sorison goes back to the bench. And Nikora returns to the back row, pushing uh, uh, Talakai uh, to the bench. He's a beast, that fellow. I actually love him. And for the North Queensland Cowboys, Valentine Holmes returns from ankle injury. He goes to the wing. Tualagi is, is a new man at centre. The Hemmer, he's... The hammer's been dropped, as well as <laughs> Tom Opposich has been dropped. They've recalled uh, Darjan Asi, so he'll play 5-8 uh, in replace of dropped Ben Hampton. Maholo starts at prop. Maguire moves to lock as Jason Tomalolo is out with a calf injury. And the new man on the bench is Tom Gilbert. Yeah, mate, just reading here, uh, Andrew Feeder might be a late inclusion, I reckon. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. He had that surgery on his finger. Yeah, well, he also had the hamstring as well, so he hasn't really played much footy since round nine. I'm picking the Cowboys here for me. I feel all 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 systems going. I feel sorry for the Hammer getting dropped. He probably didn't deserve to get dropped. Like if, if the like they dropped so much ball against the, the Knights, and when he when he did get the ball, he was electric, and they need to utilize him much more better like the way they utilise Addo Carr uh, at the Melbourne Storm. So I've picked the Cowboys. will be a close one, and you're probably going to pick the Cowboys because you've picked the Sharks not to make the eight. Exactly right. 
<laughs> yeah, nah, look, they're, they're not going to make it. Oh, well, if they do make it, they'll bundle out in the first week. Remember this game a few weeks ago? It was a good game a few weeks ago, mate. We were here. We were live at Bank West um, at, at our first first um, do with uh, David and the gang from Victor Sports. So. Brian Toto injures himself in that game and now he's back for this game. Anyways, that's so that was eight weeks. Let's preview it, mate. Oh, well, let's just uh, let that stupid guy go up the street. This is what happens when we're in a new studio, guys. We hear all the happenings on the street. Um, yes, competition leaders Penrith will be aiming to extend their club record winning streak and end the finals hopes for the Tigers, which I think has already happened because they're going to finish ninth. <laughs> um, second row, Viliama Kikau is having a well-earned rest. Uh, he's suspended for a week. And uh, Api Corosau is um, out. With a calf injury, so Moses Leota starts a prop. Fisher Harris moving the lock, and Isaiah Yo is moving onto the edge to replace Kikau. Billy Burns is uh, caught up onto the bench with Mitch Kenny starting at dummy half. Brian Toto makes his uh, comeback from the ankle injury, which we spoke about just then, and uh, that shifts NATO into the centers and Tyro May back to the bench. Harry Grant will return from a knee injury at hooker with Jacob Little dropping to the bench. Josh Reynolds dropped out of the 17. Alex Twole starts at lock and Matt Eisenhuth reverting to the bench with uh, Tom McCarley starting at prop and Russell Packer dropped and Sean Bloor has been recalled to the bench to take on his former side. Uh, Panthers for me. Um, it, it for me, it was it was it was close to that game, wasn't it? I can't remember. We had too many beers since then. There was one to twelve. Wasn't had too many it? beers on the night, mate. All I know is that Penrith won because I had no voice. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel Panthers will just keep strolling on here, and um, Ivan won't want to lose against his former side. Did you see that? Did you see that um, screenshot of Joshy Reynolds? Someone someone put out. Um, oh, it's Ivan's fault. Yeah, something like that, and something about some duds. Yeah. Um, Tigers haven't won at Penrith Stadium since 2013 And it's not going to happen again this weekend <laughs> Panthers for mine On the Sunday we have the Storm versus the Seagulls The Storm will be looking to bounce back from uh, just their third defeat in 2020 And keep themselves in the top to finish Manny will be lucky to name a healthy 21 For the Storm they welcome back Smith, Munster and Hughes from injury Jack, uh, is it Johns, Jacks, and B. Smith are all out injured, and the return of Jesse Bromwich from suspension is another inclusion of the so-called Big Four. For uh, Johns isn't that injured, is he? He's just been dropped because Jerome Hughes is back. That is correct. Sorry, my bad. The other two are injured, though. Um, for the Seagulls, uh, Funa goes to fullback. Garrett goes to the win. Wing Gorgeski starts at centre because Sully's out for the season. <laughs> Marty Tapao will start. Paseka is drops to the bench. Joel Thompson returns from his tongue injury in the back row, pushing Corey with Delta to bench. Albert Kelly is returns from his loan spell and he's been named in Jersey 18. We all feel that he will play centre. Gorgeski will go back, um, will drop out, will go back to the bench of some sort because he's not a natural centre where um, Albert, yeah, he will probably make his debut, they're saying. What a what a time to make your debut up against, you know, all the big boys coming back for the Melbourne Storm. I've, everyone, like everyone's writing off, everyone's written off Manly, I've written off Manly, I put a line through them last week. This could get ugly if they don't turn up like they did against South Sydney. Yeah, exactly right. Um, storm for mine. Bring us home, mate. Final game, round 16. Yes, Raiders. They want to be in the top four, and the dogs do not want the spoon. That's basically the crux of this match. Um, Corey Hayera Nira is out of the side, and 20-year-old centre Matthew Atumoko will debut off the bench. For Canterbury, Luke Thompson, Jack Cogger, Remus Smith, Tim Lafay, and bench players... Players, Jake Avarilla and Suasu Su, have all been dropped in their places. Lachlan Lewis is at halfback. Marcelo Montoya at centre. Dallin Watani Zelezniak is on the wing. Dylan Napper is back from his suspension at prop. Aidan Tolman's at lock. Josh Jackson returns to second row. Matt Dury, Renoff, uh, Tormaga and Dean Britt will join the bench in massive changes for Canterbury. And it still ain't going to change. It's diddly squat Raiders. 
Yeah, I picked the Raiders. They will be probably too strong in the end. Oh, well, you look at it, you know, the Raiders have are fighting for a top four. Yeah, the Bulldogs are fighting for a spoon, but the spoon, you know, getting the spoon ain't going to be anything other than just basically where they're at for the year, I guess. Um, they'll be out of them and, and Bulldogs anyway. Uh, Bulldogs and Broncos for the spoon. The Cowboys are down there too as well, so. Yeah, well, I feel Cowboys just might have that extra bit of drive not to be the crappers club in Queensland and the NRL all together. Well, it's got Bulldogs bottom and then the next three sides of Queenslanders. <laughs> That's in Queensland. It's a great time when Queensland are down the bottom. It really is. It'll it's, be even better if new, when New South Wales goes um, three zero. Well, if they've only got to pick the so- the pick the players from the three Queensland sides, then yeah, okay. Don't pick any of the don't pick any of the Queensland players on New South Wales based sides because you don't want to you don't want to make those New South Wales based Queenslanders play crap. <laughs> That's a wrap, mate. It is a wrap, mate. I'd like to we thank our sponsors for their. Continuous support, Sonali, HQ Services, uh, yeah, PNS Dumpers, Sonali, uh, Victor Sports. Uh, is there any other ones I've missed? No, I don't Metal. think I have. Ah, uh, Sports Medals, they'll be back on in September for end of season deals. Uh, if you want to get more info, hit us up on our Facebook page. It's the Final Whistle Rugby League. we got a TFW handle, which is... The final whistle underscore RO on Instagram. And we've got an email which is the final whistle RO at hotmail.com. You can also catch us every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. live on Swire Triple Nine 99.9. Uh, this week we're going to take a closer look at the junior leagues as we're getting closer to the semi finals out in Penrith for all divisions below Division One. It's the last round. Um, and that's from under nines up. Under eight, sevens, and sixes will get an extra round next week with Division One, as Division Two, Three, Four, and Five, and Six for the lower age groups um, head into semi-final football. I'm pretty sure the majority of the conference comps have still got three or four rounds to go. I know A grade's got four games to go, so most conference comps will have four games to go. Uh, yeah, other than that. Peace out, boys and girls. And that's the final whistle.